Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, another exciting episode of the Cutting Out Early Podcast, episode 7 on August 31st, 2020, when we're recording this. Zach Montgomery to my left. Alex Newt to my right. I'm oh, back. He's back. And <laughs> boy, he's back. He's back. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> How's everyone doing today? Doing great. Hanging in there. Doing great. Yeah. Last day of August, moving into September. That's, That's unbelievable. What, ha- what happened to the summer? I really don't know. What summer? <laughs> That's a good point. Um, we're making the best of it. It is the last day of August. We're doing this on a Monday. We have... Um, Obviously, with our uh, hectic lives, uh, schedules do change, and uh, we we had a conflict. Well, Zach had a conflict tomorrow. Yeah, right? I got I got I got to do some night shifts. <laughs> the, fun, uh, fun, fun. The uh, pre-doctor stuff. If you want to be a doctor, you got to move the podcast around, which is fine. <laughs> we we understand, we understand. But we're back. Um, it was me and Zach last week. We got the whole crew here today, and uh, we got a good show today. There's gonna be a lot of good stuff that I want to talk about. Uh, Tigers, five hundred. 500 hey. playoff hopes are coming up um yeah. we are, <laughs> some people aren't as uh confident um there's some stories to ron jeremy's story the bella thorne story we'll get into those as well we want to talk about the big 10 as well some changes coming up to them possibly we will see and there's been a little commentary from the uh um, nation or national media about the Big Ten and um, not very flattering words about that, I will say. Um, some changes coming to Michigan in terms of what's open and not. There's a big announcement coming this week that we'll talk about as well. And um, a few other things that we're going to get into. But I want to start off with this uh, week and a half long excursion that Alex Newth went through over the past week uh, and a half. And yeah. uh, just some of the details. And this will kind of piggyback off the conversation we ended with last week in uh, in terms of some of the best places to visit in Michigan. And I think that was a, a, a topic that deserves Alex's input. And there's a few other things that, that I do want to talk about and, and, and Zach does as well in terms of that area. But I want to hear about this trip. Sure. It started awesome as, sure. as a UP man myself. Oh, it was, it was so much fun. <laughs> it was so much fun. First of all, I do have to give you guys kudos for doing a great job on the show last week. Anne and I listened uh, the morning after it came out on our drive from Marquette to Houghton, and we really enjoyed it. Thought you guys did a really good job. I was really jealous of the topics you guys got to talk about. I thought, <laughs> well, that's what you get for not wanting to go in remote. You could have. It was your decision. I know. It, it was probably for the best. I mean, just with internet situation and and service and you know the acoustics of where i might have been it's probably for the best that i didn't um but i was really jealous i thought you guys had a really some really good uh commentary going on i really enjoyed the listen so if you guys haven't listened to last week yet i highly recommend you go back and do so but yeah i i really enjoyed my trip it was it was so much fun where where would you like me to start well i mean we, i want to kind of get back into that topic of the best places to visit in michigan i really am a firm believer in 
uh, the fact that Michigan has so many places that that people may not know about, or, or it, not many people will know about, or it's just not explored that much because it's not Traverse City, it's not Harbor Springs, it's not one of those popular destination areas. But but I want to hear some of your like highlights in terms of where you visited because you've visited a few new places, a few places you've been to a couple times before. But I want to hear some of the places in Michigan that you'd say to yourself, "I got to go back." Yes, well, Pictured Rocks is definitely one. It's definitely one of those things that you just can't get enough the first time you're there. There's so many trails, so many miles of trails, so much hiking, so many great sights to see. Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore is absolutely stunning, and it has such a wide variety of different terrain in it. I mean, you have the dunes, you have the forest that you hike through, you have the rivers, the waterfalls, of course, Pictured Rocks itself. Did you do the devil slide? I did. Oh, so, how was that? Log slide. The log slide. Yes, it was It was really fun. Um, so... For those who don't know, it's like a 200-foot, very, very steep dune on the east side of Pictured Rocks near Grand Marais. And everyone is encouraged to run down this uh, very steep embankment because the sand is so thick and it just kind of follows you that you can just basically sprint down this hill at top speed (laughs) without worrying about hurting yourself. The only problem is that there's no easy way back up. You have to pretty much go back up the way you came. And so it'll take about five minutes to get to the bottom, but about, you know, 30 minutes or more to get back to the top. I, I bet the best part would have to be if I was down at the bottom. I, I wish I had my camera videoing everyone coming down the hill. I bet they look ridiculous. Just yeah. trying to outrun this big, like, sandstorm pretty much. Yeah. It's got to be a Exactly. You have, like, this big tidal wave of sand following you down. <laughs> and it's incredible. It, if you've ever seen those videos of um, the Scottish people that run down the hill with like the big wheel of cheese or something following it. It's a pretty popular thing on the internet once a year. I don't, I can't remember the name of it though. Never heard of them next. Yeah, but that's what it looks like. People just tumbling and falling and ridiculous stuff. Don't you have to worry about like the sand dunes, like getting flat. You know what I'm saying? Don't you like wear out eventually if you keep, Pushing down the sand over and over. No, again. No. I think that I think that happens over the course of millions of years, Zach. So, I think well, no, okay. like it, it, it was like a big concern in uh, in Ludington when I went there. So my, my family rents a um, a cottage on the lake in Ludington, and there's a big sand dune that goes straight down to the water, and they purposely don't want you to go down that sand dune because you'll erode the the cliff. You'll erode mm-hmm. the sand dune. It's my understanding that sand dunes are actually built up by the wind increasing their size maybe i don't know maybe those are gonna tell you (laughs) who who knows who cares this isn't a geography podcast it was not an issue when alex did it i don't think first of all i don't think many people do that up there i mean well people do it when they're there but it's not as visited as much as say the the sand dunes in luddington area yeah well you never know after this podcast yeah that's true a good go right now (laughs) yeah the entire area should thank us an incredible boost in revenue i have to say it's pretty incredible how you drive up 75 from detroit towards the towards the Mackinac Bridge. Yeah. And, you know, in the summer, in the summer months, traffic is pretty steady the whole way up. It's pretty heavy. But then you get to the bridge and it pretty much just disappears. You're by yourself once you get across the bridge. Yeah. There are so few people that cross the bridge. It seems like they pick every possible stop along the way except crossing the bridge and finding a place across. I, I can't tell you the number of people I've had conversations with who have been Michigan their whole life. They've never crossed the bridge. Right. I mean, come on. It's like they they think of it as like some like oh that's as far as we can go or, or yeah. they don't they don't go that far they don't go past that there's so much to explore and you saw that so sure. the sand dunes were cool pictured rocks all that stuff oh yeah that was beautiful we saw Tequamanon Falls as well oh, which is really it. cool 
second largest waterfall east of the Mississippi, second only to Niagara Falls, which is some well, pretty elite company. I'd say so. <laughs> I I wouldn't say it compares to Niagara Falls, but it is oh, very beautiful, know. and the the hiking and the trails in that area are incredible. Less touristy. Oh, certainly. Yeah. It's 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 more it's more scenic in the surrounding areas. I'd say. Absolutely. I mean, Niagara Falls is so touristy now. Yeah. Just filled with hotels and casinos and restaurants, right. which can be good too if you're looking for that kind of thing. But <laughs> hey, you know, right. not always. No, there's one town kind of near Tuquamanon Tequ- uh, called Paradise. Yeah. And it's like two hotels and you know, like a biker bar restaurant. Beautiful town. Yeah. No. Beautiful town. And it's called Paradise. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah, two tickets. <laughs> great, great reference. So so where else then? Where are some other highlights? So Tuquamanon Falls, uh, east side of Pictured Rocks near Grand Marais. Also, Grand Marais is a cool little town uh, built on a bay there. They've got some some great little shops and restaurants. Uh, again, I cannot recommend Pictured Rocks enough. you got to take the cruise. you got to do the hiking. We did some really great trails through uh, Chapel, Chapel Rock, uh, Mosquito uh, Beach, that kind of area. Mosquito Beach? It's a misnomer. There aren't that many mosquitoes. <laughs> I don't know why it's called that. They named it that way to keep people away, to keep it much more scenic. So How about that? That's the one thing I've heard about the UP is that the mosquitoes are really bad. Is that is that yeah, true? I wouldn't say so. As somebody who lived there for four years, I wouldn't say so. The thing you got to worry about are the black flies in the summertime. Black black flies are nasty because mm. they'll get right on your neck. They're really tiny. And I'm when you golf in the UP... You gotta worry about the black flies. Look at these arms. Look at these arms. Do you see bug bites? I'd rather not look at the arms. <laughs> I'm gonna be forced to in front of me. <laughs> yeah, can I get my magnifying glass, please? Just trying to say we didn't have much problem with the bugs. We got we got the uh, bug spray with like the highest amount of DEET we could get. Oh yeah, nice. good. I, I have a question. Is it better to see the pictured rocks from the cruise or from the hiking? To see the actual picture right. rocks, it's better to see it from the cruise. Yeah. Because there's only a couple places from land where you can actually see the cliffs. Most of the views are from the water, but the hiking through Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore is spectacular and definitely worth uh, climbing, even if all you want to see is the cliffs. How sure. far is that hike? Um, the the loop we did was about 10 miles, but there are shorter loops and, and longer ones as well. Ooh. So where else? What are some other highlights in terms of spots that you went? Oh, well, then we got to Marquette, and we went to some really cool restaurants like Elizabeth's Chop House and Donkers and, and oh. the Delft Bistro and Ordock and, and Black Rocks. Uh, Jeez, how much eating did you do on this trip? <laughs> this is just Marquette? How long were you there? Uh, we were in Marquette for three days. Three days? Yeah, that's pretty much every meal we had. Okay, you just like went through the list? <laughs> yeah. No, but it was it was really great seeing Marquette. Uh, we went up to Big Bay to see a lighthouse there, a haunted lighthouse, uh, by the way. Uh, we went to. Were you scared? No, that's good. Maybe a little bit. Uh, it's haunted. Do you go there careful. at night? Do you go there at night? No, we went in the day. Would you spend a night there if you were told to? It's a bed and breakfast. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess you're paying to spend a night there. Never mind. Yeah, yeah we we didn't stay there, but <laughs> but definitely would. I I'm not sure if it's open or not right now with uh, with COVID, but. Uh, it's it's haunted. It's kind of a cool story. I won't spoil it for anybody. Go, <laughs> Thank God. Go up there and learn it yourself. <laughs> all right, all right. Then, then all right. we got to Houghton, and we went to Keweenaw Brewing Company to Jeez, get that's my... that's a long drive, right? Yeah, it's like two and a half from Marquette, right? Or eh, two. It's about two. It's 100 miles exactly. Yeah, but it takes... Not a, too bad. But it, it takes longer than 100 miles should. Well, if you're not from the area. 
You don't know where you can hit the straightaways. Jeez, this kid's been to the UP a couple <laughs> times. I mean, my God. Yeah. I gotta stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm glad you went to Houghton. It's, I, I, I think it's an area that's like, it is far away from Detroit for sure, but man, if you get up in the Keweenaw Peninsula, it, it can be just beautiful. Absolutely. I, mean, I love it. Absolutely. Got, had to go to Keweenaw Brewing Company to get my favorite beer of all time, November Gale Pale Ale. And Best brewery in the state? I don't know. Oh, come on. Should this be another topic? We best could do brewery? best breweries in the state it with all these it. microbreweries. All right, all right, all I've, right. I've been to a lot of them. We're going to get that topic in the next <laughs> within Ooh. the next few episodes. <laughs> I'm always God. looking for more, too. Damn, boy. I'm always looking for KBC more. KBC is the best, man. I mean, I swear to God, every beer they have there is just, it's fantastic. I really haven't had a bad beer at KBC. No, I haven't had a bad beer. Some breweries have beer that's just oh god. It's I mean really some some breweries have beers that just are, are bad. Oh that's they taste true. Soapy. I'm not really an IPA guy, but but KBC even the IPA I don't mind the November Gale Pale your favorite. It's very mild. Everything else there is just I just I don't know, it's it's great if you're if you're a beer fan it's just it's the place to go. Speaking of bad breweries, I did go to a bad brewery on this trip. <laughs> did you? So Suquamanon uh, State Park. Has oh, no. has a brewery. They do right near the waterfall. I did not enjoy their beer at all. It, I mean, it was cool to be able to go to a brewery inside a state park. I really enjoyed that. But the beer, eh, lackluster. And maybe it's my own fault for getting one called Wolverine Ale. Ew! What the hell's <laughs> wrong with you? It's the state animal. That's how I justify That's it. That's disgusting. They only offer four beers. There's no way it could taste good. It, no, it didn't. <laughs> Why would you even try? <laughs> because they only offer four beers, and it was. The only one that sounded appetizing. So they offer that. They offer a blueberry wheat ale, which I don't really like mm. fruity ales. Then a stout, which I'm not a huge stout guy. And especially after a hike, it just didn't sound appetizing. And then uh, the other one's a red amber ale, which I probably... Love ambers. I should have gone with that because I'm not a huge red ale guy, but I, I definitely probably would have... The red, the red ales are usually more. too sweet for me. Really? Yeah. Ugh. You got to try red jacket from the KBC. Rye. I, they just... I don't... KBC's Red Jacket's the way to go for a red ale. It's very good. Maybe it's outstanding. It's outstanding. Okay. Well, that's good. Like I said, Keweenaw, fantastic place. Another one of those places that I think is a little under the radar, but, man, it's nice to go to. Right. Totally and, agree. And then after Houghton, we uh, wrapped up on Mackinac, which was my first time going to Mackinac. Just shocking to me, too. Yikes. I can't believe that. I know. I, I just never I never went. Would you go back? Hmm? Would you go back? In a couple years, once. <laughs> in a couple of years, so it's not one of those places that you're just like, oh, I gotta get back there. It's a little touristy and gimmicky for my taste. That's true. But there's a lot to do. Alex, and... I have a serious question for you. Sure. Where God. did you stay when you were on Mackinac? Why? Why is that a serious question? Because we were talking about this last time. It's important. Where'd you stay? Why is it so important? We st- we talked about the Grand Hotel. Oh, we didn't stay at the Grand Hotel. Oh. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> I, I will say, I I walked around the Grand Hotel with Max's words in mind that it was kind of dumpy. <laughs> it is. It really is. What'd you think? I don't I don't agree that it's dumpy. So it's, it's obviously... Well, you, were, you weren't in one of the rooms. Oh, is the room even worse? They're just outdated. Yeah, well, so it's definitely decorated, you know, the, in a certain period, time period. And some things could use some updating in terms of just you know reupholstering some furniture and yeah replacing, that's what i remember replacing some carpet and the siding outside in some areas was getting kind of dirty and like the paint was wearing off but it's such a huge place that you kind of expected a little bit so i, I give them some credit because i know they don't have the manpower to really overhaul that place all at once but 
I wouldn't call it dumpy. I would call it slightly worn out, maybe. But the thing is, is you can remake things as they were, but just make them new. You know what I mean? Like replace things and you make think? it with I the same so. look, with the same look, but just keep it, you know, you, new you, and not worn out. And like, because I, I even I remember the like the carpet being worn out, the <laughs> the, the chairs being kind of worn down. It's not just me. It's not just me. No. Yeah. 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 No, I wouldn't call it dumpy, but I would call it worn out for sure. That's good. For sure. But it, it was really At least you didn't stay there. No, it was cool. We, <laughs> we stayed at the Inn on Mackinac, which was a wonderful place to stay. Really enjoyed it. Um, Well, that's good. I, I do want to spend time in another show talking about some of those um restaurants that you went to. Because yes. I want to get into um next show, next week. We should do the best steaks in Michigan. And I, I, it's no secret. I, I'm a foodie. Uh, that's kind of my thing. Uh, if there's one food that I'm like passionate about, that's not an ooh, stop that. <laughs> it's my thing. Who says what their own thing is? It, <laughs> what are you talking about? You it's, can't just declare what your thing is. It's one of my things in terms of, uh, come on, I'm well, always a restaurant. Wait it's a second. one of his things. Wait a second. That's Wait a second. completely different. I'm all, I've always been the guy, like the restaurant guy. you got to ask somebody, you know, if you want to go out to eat. Oh, we should ask Max where a good place to go is. I, I According to my mom. You know, I don't think I've ever <laughs> had up. that. According to everybody. <laughs> Whatever, Zach. That's ridiculous. The point is. Regardless of whether it's true or not, you can't say what your thing is. Forget it. Fine. The point is that steaks are the food that I love the, probably the most, and I'm I'm picky about them. So the so next show, the best steaks in Michigan. This could be a steakhouse. It could even be a butcher shop. Either way, we're gonna cover it all. But if anyone has anything to send for the best steaks in Michigan. Uh, send us an email, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Get it to us because I want to hear. And I'm, I'm curious to, to know what people think. I'm curious to know what you guys think. And we'll talk about that next week. I think that'll be good. I uh, might have had one on this trip. Ooh, that's, that's a good tease. I know. Very good tease. I, I've, I had one that would make most people's list but does not make my list. That's another Ooh, tease. Wow. And those are Jeez. two different stakes. <laughs> we, wow. we got a message in our Facebook page. Um, Lisa Major actually reached out. <laughs> talking Any relation? <laughs> oh, well, it's funny you say that. <laughs> uh, she is my mother, and she's fantastic. But she sent us a message on Facebook that said, um, going off the conversation about some of the best places in Michigan, the other islands. Everyone certainly knows about Mackinac Island, but there are other islands worth visiting. Uh, Drummond Island, which I believe I mentioned last week. Uh, they have a great golf course, fishing opportunities, hiking, off-roading, um, snowmobiling, freighter watching, and then the ultimate Isle Royal. Uh, that's, I mean, a national, the only national park in Michigan. Uh, incredibly secluded, right in the middle of Lake Superior. Hiking, fishing, camping. Tr- that's, I mean, that's true wilderness. A ton of moose. Uh, my mom also mentions uh, Beaver Island. Um, uh, I think Beaver Island, isn't that the one in um, the top part of Lake Michigan? Yes. That's something that I'd like to go to as well. Um, other places, any place in the Keweenaw, um, uh, one of my favorite areas, this is this is Lisa talking, my mom, uh, hiking, waterfalls, gorgeous views in the Keweenaw, Lake Superior shoreline, all that stuff. Uh, Mount Bohemia, which is up in the Keweenaw Peninsula as well. It's one of the best ski places in terms of natural skiing in the entire midwest uh it's for experts uh but it's it's a good place to go um i'm just trying to think of what else she said she she had a long post she's very detailed about it western up west of the porkies it's far but there's a river there the black river that has beautiful waterfall along and after beautiful waterfall just tons of them i guess waterfall after waterfall all the way as it winds itself into lake superior beautiful area um let's see hessel cedarville in the up kind of the um southeastern part of the up that's another place she mentioned as well i agree with everything she said i think those are areas that are very underrated but definitely showcase some of the best that michigan has to offer 
Absolutely. Um, are there any other places, like in the lower peninsula, Alex, that you'd say are some of the best? That Maybe I, a little lesser known. Lesser known? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the things that Zach and I were talking about last week. If you have anything, Zach, feel free to, I mean, if there's any other places other than Ludington. I, I know you don't get around too much. No, I don't get out too much. They <laughs> well, don't let me out of the, uh, the hospital too often. Very sad. I don't know if it's lesser known, but there are some really nice areas north of Traverse that um, Adam and I explored uh, when we went on that uh, trip with our our girlfriends and now Adam's fiance uh, last, what was that? Last fall? Yeah. Last fall. Uh, so like the Leland fishing uh, village and North port and, uh, and some of those areas up there. And the Leland off peninsula area. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And there's some great wineries and I know those get pretty well, uh, well traveled, but they, they really are good. And they, I don't know if they uh, compete with some of the places out in, in California or, you know, international, but they're, they got some really nice wines that they make out there. And I think there are really a lot of cool places to explore. Oh, it's tons of nice places up there. I totally agree with that. And it's some of those places that people just go to Traverse City and think that's it and go home. Yeah. Oh, just head half an hour a little further north. There's so much to explore. It's, it's It's beautiful. So uh, it's a good topic. And, and um, thanks yeah. for people uh, for their uh, feedback as well. Um, yeah. One of the things that I wanted to talk about right yeah. off the bat. And one, one more thing that I just thought of is if you're looking for another natural phenomenon that might be a little bit closer to home, Turnip Rock near Port Austin is really, really cool. It's a really nice place to go kayak. You can go rent a kayak or you can bring your own. And it's it's a nice little you know few-mile kayak to go see Turnip Rock, which is really cool. It makes you feel like you're up in the UP near Pictured Rocks. And it's, it's just at the tip of the thumb, so it's really not that far. Highly yeah. recommend. I've heard of it. I've always wanted to go kayak around there. It, it just looks incredible. Right. And nearby Caseville has the Cheeseburger Fest at the end of July or <laughs> beginning of August every year, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. You can, get some, good, you can get some really good cheeseburgers up there. Max and I have had one from... Randy! Uh, have had a cheeseburger that has won the Cheeseburger Fest. Do we you had, remember that? Yeah, it was okay. What, was that like... It was it somebody's was some, driving. It was it was some weird burger. I wasn't a big fan of it. It had won the Cheeseburger Fest maybe like five years before before we ate it. Is so maybe this, it went downhill. Is this the place that Jimmy Buffett wrote the song about? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and boy. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um. Anyway, Um. but I wanted to start off with that topic. The other thing is that Jeep, who is probably the only thing keeping FCA afloat, has decided to introduce uh, their new vehicles this Thursday, I believe. A couple, yes. a couple new vehicles, but these look really cool. It's got that Bronco cult-like following from the 80s, the 90s, the 70s, where people have that nostalgia, and they're bringing it back. The Grand Wagoneer. Yes. It looks, oh, I, I'm excited for them to reveal it. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's another one of those things that are a big car reveal it seems like the nostalgia factor in cars right now is 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 greater than it's ever been and jeep's doing it and and they always make good decisions for the most part i think jeep whatever they do they sell i mean they sell that's true what i mean regardless if you personally like the vehicle or not whatever they put out it it sells well even that jeep pickup truck that they're selling the renegade that's doing or not the renegade um, the gladiator the gladiator that's selling really well people have different opinions on it but they, they make money. They make money. That is true. I'm just not sure if that's because of the quality or because of their cult-like following. <laughs> uh, probably the latter, I would say. But this this Grand Wagoneer, it's it's basically going to compete with the Suburban and the Escalade and the Ford Expedition. It's a big, big, big family SUV. I mean, they're talking price tags that could get close to $100,000, if not more. So, Whoa, right. really? Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, For so, a Jeep? 
Yeah, for a Jeep, it's basically going to be an Escalade. I mean, how much is the Trailhawk? Like, if you want to... I think it's in the 80s, maybe? Wow. Yeah, because I didn't even think that one was that expensive. Right. Wow. No, these SUVs will get you. Yeah, no. <laughs> but this Grand Wagoneer is going to be really cool. Jeep's also coming out with an electric version of their uh, Wrangler, which I think will be kind of cool. Is it? Is it? So I was going to read it. It says a hybrid. Does that mean, like, it's electric in, like... It has an electric engine, or does it mean like your hybrid that you have, where it's just like it turns on when you're in park or whatever? I think it's going to be kind of like the old Chevy Volt, where it has a motor, but the motor doesn't actually drive the vehicle. It just charges the batteries, Mm -hmm. which then drive the vehicle. So they can get away with calling it a fully electric vehicle, even though it does run on gas. Okay. Another very expensive car, I'm sure it's going to be. Yes. The way they charge for those types of cars. Oh, those Wranglers are always so expensive, and... Even in, you know, this new electric version, I mean, you look at, like, the uh, the electric... I do love this song. <laughs> it's expensive, man. These are $100,000 for the Wagoneer. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. Right God. here in this article, I they don't. They haven't I even, can't believe it. They haven't released what it actually looks like yet, right? They just have these snippet pictures they have of a, it. Yeah, just they teaser have photos. They teaser of, like, the roof line, right? Just or It's an overhead shot, I believe. And yeah. then, like, one shot of the grill I see here. Just, like, part of the grill anyway. It's going to be pricey, man, but I'm excited for it. So look for that on Thursday. Um, Would you get one? No. No. Zach? No. Well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, if money wasn't an option. I'm not in the market for that kind of vehicle. That's a family vehicle. Yeah, it is, I guess. Like, would I get it over an Escalade or a Suburban? Is that what you're saying? Well, what about like a full-size um, a Bronco? I know it's not. I, I, this is bigger than the full-size Bronco, the four-door. Right. But if you had to choose between the four-door Bronco and this. I think the four-door Bronco compares more to the Wrangler, the four-door Wrangler, than this. I would. I, I understand it compared in terms of body style, but, I mean, some people love the Wagoneer and have that cult-like following, and there's going to be people that say, oh, I want this, I don't want the Bronco. So Screw so, the Bronco. So if somebody was giving me one or the other. If you had to choose, yeah. I would take the Wagoneer and then sell it and buy two Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree that the uh, that's the, great radio there. <laughs> I agree that the Bronco is Alex. is is probably something I would go for first. I'm not. I would do the Bronco. I would definitely do the Bronco. I, I like the Bronco's namesake better for sure. We keep talking about this Bronco. They need to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea. Um, but that's going to be this Thursday. The future of Jeep to be unveiled. Um, we'll, we'll see how that helps FCA or. Um, not even FCA anymore. Whatever it is. Peugeot. 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 Excuse Peugeot. me. So did Fiat sell them? Did I? I we don't have to get into this. Never no, mind. No. Well, it's Fiat Chrysler's not a thing anymore. Pe- I thought Peugeot bought them out. So yeah, that's, that's what I was asking. Yeah, I, exactly. I must have missed that. Yeah, nobody cares. Can they yeah, just make something besides Jeep that sells? Is it that hard? <laughs> I don't even know what Chrysler makes. Do you guys know outside of like? The, well, the the Challenger and the Chargers, but those are always involved. Those are in Dodge. Like, dude. Well, well, no. it's all Chrysler. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Those are getting a bad rap because they're always involved in some type of accident or like closing down ninety four, and there's a Challenger doing donuts right in the middle of ninety four <laughs> in Woodward. We out here. <laughs> I, I always see a Challenger, and I go, that person doesn't know how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the sad part is, the Challenger is such a cool car. It is I a really cool car. I love the Challenger. I love the look of it. It's it's a fast car. It's a, it can be a, a stick shift. It, even the, I think I think they make a seven-speed manual transmission in the Challenger. But it's getting this reputation as some, like, crazy car that's yeah. either going to be drag racing or it's going to get in some big spin-out accident or it's going to close yeah. down the freeway. So it's, it's, you know, unfortunately. 
So we'll see what happens to uh, this Grand Wagoneer on Thursday. I don't think it's going to have the cult-like following as the Bronco, but some people like it. Um, are you guys buying into the Tigers right now? Have you guys decided that they're going to make the playoffs? They're, I think they're two cards out of the wild card spot right now. Two games? Two. Yeah, I'm sorry. Two games out of the wild card spot right now. Are, are you all in? I'm not all in. Are we in. buying in? I'm not all in, but I was uh, I was at lunch the other day, and I was actually like watching the game cast as an interested fan. Really? Yeah. I've, I haven't watched or like paid attention to a Tigers game in years. <laughs> That's Go a big change. Get him, yeah. Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, that's a big change for them. I know. It was, uh, what was it? It was Sunday. Wait, it was Sunday? Yeah, it was Sunday when Mize was pitching. Yeah. And oh. I know Mize didn't pitch too well, but the no. rest of the team played really well. So I, I, I don't want to be one of those, like, ride the wave fans where they're doing well. They're all in, and then they're doing poorly. They, you know, they're a bunch of, they're horrible. Then they could do well again. It's like, ah, oh, maybe they got a chance. I feel like I'm doing that. But I really think their offense is coming alive to the point where they could make a little run for the wild card spot, maybe make a run and get in the playoffs, maybe go far. I, I am so impressed with their offense. As somebody who's watched most games in the past week or so, it looks good. And I know Casey Mize right now is not doing what people thought he would be doing. He's he's not as accurate. I mean, that, that split finger fastball on Casey Mize, oh, it's, it's unreal. But his accuracy is down, and it's something that people were kind of hoping that wouldn't be the case. I don't know if it's to the point yet where you really have any significant concerns of his longevity. Because I mean, this 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 pitcher was supposed to be like the next Verlander, the next yeah. big guy to help the team win. But but based on his first few starts, that mindset is a little concerning at this point. I don't know if it's if it's significant enough for you to be really concerned. I'm I'm kind of curious to hear your guys' thoughts. Well, they also kind of threw him into the fire, right? Because the they should have started him earlier when they were playing those like they wanted to save him. They yeah. called him up after the Tigers had that horrible losing streak. They're like, "Oh, we'll get Mize and Scoobal up." And, yeah, but and now he's playing the Indians and and the um what the Twins and yeah. they're all like pretty decent teams and so now he's he's it's kind of a trial by fire instead of like a working them in sort of thing but it really shouldn't affect his accuracy i mean his pitches are great i mean he's got some great stuff in his artillery but but as far as accuracy it's it's not where it should be right now i don't know if it's concerning i'm i I really want to be an optimist about this season i really do and i'm really going to try and I think that Casey Mize is only going to improve. I mean, he's a young player. He's pitched three games yeah. in his major league career. It's only going to get better from here. I mean, Verlander did not come out of the gate looking all that good. His first year was kind of rough, if I remember correctly, or if I remember hearing was correctly. Was that 05, 06, first year for 06. Verlander? 06, when they, when they went to the World Series? I believe so, yes. I think you're right. So he started off pretty rough that year when he came in you know, midseason, and I am really encouraged by what I've seen. I mean, he looks... We see flashes in the pan, which is all we can ask for at this point. I, I'm 100% in agreement with you. And yeah. I'm not just saying that, but I think at this point in his career, he started three times now. He's he's young, and he's got the talent, and he's got the pitches. If he can hone in his, his pitch placement, which I'm sure he can, um, I, I think a lot of it might have to do with nerves maybe. Maybe that's a big part of it. But... I, I think he has the talent to make it work, and it's very early in the stage. I, I think there's zero reason to be concerned right now with Casey Mize. I, I, I know it, it's unfortunate he's not pitching well right now, but but this guy has the stuff. He's got the talent, and I really think he's going to He had a no-hitter first inning. 
Oh my god! <laughs> First inning, three outs. <laughs> well, he had a walk and he hit somebody with a pitch, but he there were no, no, no hits. Give that no hits. man a contract right now. He's a got big one. one, a bigger one. <laughs> no, it's 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 fine. But I think the Tigers are having a little bit of a chance this year. Maybe get to the playoffs. Hey, I least, hope so. At least it's interesting. I mean, exactly. The Pistons are aren't, interesting. The Pistons aren't playing, and the no. Red Wings are the Dead Wings right now. So it's. It's uh, it's nice to have someone to watch. You know, at, at least interesting. For Detroit sports, we're we're really asking for uh, we're not asking for too much. We don't have many things yeah, just, to look forward to right now. Contention for the last spot in the playoffs, please. So, <laughs> right. I do have to say this. So they've played what thirty-two games now. So they're a little bit over halfway. Yeah. And it's the All Star break. I think. I think they got a week off for the All Star. <laughs> and their remaining schedule is tough. They've got 14 games against Cleveland, the White Sox, and Minnesota, who are all good teams above 500 and leading us in our division. And we only have six games against the lowly Kansas City Royals. Um, and then we have six total versus Milwaukee and St. Louis, who are about 500. Uh, so it's going to be a very tough road. However, um, this schedule, it was from ESPN to, like today, and I know postponements make things weird, so it might not be totally accurate. But yeah, don't, don't they have a bunch of games to make up against St. Louis? I think the, these might be the games that they're making up that okay. I saw on the schedule, but I'm not I'm not totally confident on that. I don't think anybody really knows. I think I think even the players are confused. It's just from, are we making this game up? Is this a new game? We're not sure. It's all over the place. <laughs> it, it really is. It's like rinky dink. It's like when you're in elementary school and your mom wakes you up on Saturday morning. You got a soccer game today, honey? Oh, I do. <laughs> sports, 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 sports. So anyway, but I will say if they can make it through that tough schedule and make it into the playoffs then look out because they just went through a gamut yeah, and made it out so. alive yeah I, believe me if they can keep winning against the indians i know they've had their problems in the past uh last year was just a disaster against them we can't seem to beat them but now we are in the past few games that we've played them and if we can keep this train rolling and the offense keeps strong which they are right now and keep it going um mickey got his um 2000th hit right yes congratulations yeah even though he's not doing well this year at all. What are they going to do with him? Three, four years left in his contract he, I now? thought he was batting average was actually coming up. It no, is improving. It's like two, 240. Four, 241. It's not Mickey batting average. After but it's coming up. It's improving. After 32 games? It's just a little... It, it's coming. 32 games it's is coming. Nothing. He's always been kind of streaky, hasn't he? Yeah, but he's getting too old. I, I, I'm, I'm got, concerned about... I'm more concerned about Miggy than Mize. I think I think well, we have a lot of time left on Miggy's contract, and we're going to be paying him for somebody who's going to really suffer these last few years. That's a prediction. Now, he could come around, but my thought is that we're never going to see Miggy batting over 300. We're never going to see him like he was batting even four or five years ago. He was dealing with so many injuries, but, but now... When, you know, it, it doesn't seem like injuries are a huge part. They still might be. We really don't know. His average is just too low for where it should be. And, and he's just not what performing. Happened? <laughs> what happened? I, I don't know. He's getting old. He's too injured and he's getting old. He's had too many problems. That's just my thought, at least. We'll see if I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Half the season's still left, so we'll see. <laughs> Half the season. Um, I did want to ask a question because Zach, Zach kind of brings up a question in my mind is he said the Pistons aren't on, the Red Wings aren't on. Are you guys watching hockey or basketball right now? I'm watching hockey. I'm you watching are? a little basketball, but yeah, I'm watching hockey. 
I haven't really watched. I know I was just on vacation, so it kind of doesn't help. But I haven't watched much of either. And to be honest, I'm not really interested in either yet. I might watch the finals or maybe the conference finals once they start, but I just haven't gotten interested in either, either series real, yet. Hockey's really tough because it, it was so good in Detroit for such a long time and it was so much yeah. fun to watch. And now that you're like not involved at all, it's just like, eh. You know what I mean? It's just, it's not the same if you're not, if your team's not doing well. I, I have been watching the scores for the NBA and kind of keeping up. There's there's always some drama in law, you know, involving and you know Damian Lillard. I know he's been playing very well, but I mean other than that, no, I haven't watched a game. Well, this so. is interesting. Overall, the ratings for the NBA playoffs are down twenty percent from last season. Twenty percent. That's that's a ton in TV world. Kinda, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. And I believe it's down for the hockey for the NHL too. I, I don't have those numbers in front of me, but twenty percent compared to last season. Uh, for the NBA, it kind of shows that there probably should be concern with um, teams not playing because people just if they stop playing, people tend to lose the drive to watch them. Maybe. Well, you know? I think that's a big part of it. I think it was kind of slow to come back. I mean, with COVID, we went months without sports, and yeah. they came back, and it, it it was it was exciting. But we watched the first or second game, and then after that, it's like, yeah. Whatever. I mean, we my team's it, not playing. What's the difference? I yeah, know what you mean. Yeah, we made it so far, like so many months of our lives without it, and then yeah. it kind of comes back, and you're like, I don't really need this. I had other things I was doing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we've ad- we've changed our lives so much that sports just there's no time anymore. <laughs> we're just done. We're doing we're doing other things. <laughs> maybe people, maybe more people are casual fans than we thought. Because that's what maybe happens so. when you're a casual fan is you kind of fall off the bandwagon. Yeah. It's it's easy to do. I think that's a big part of it. So it's it's kind of weird uh, what's happening. I don't know if people really expected this. I think the the leagues were hopeful that people were, sports were coming back and people were gonna tune in like crazy. But it's just it's not happening like they thought. So well, the NFL's coming back though. Yeah, they are. They are coming. Back. Nine days. Ten, yeah, September 10th is the first game. Yeah, Thursday. Isn't that crazy? It's exciting. Do you guys want to get into the Big Ten stuff? Sure, we can. We could do that to kind of stick to the sports stuff. I, I, I do want to get to the Bella Thorne and um, Ron Jeremy yeah, stuff. I, know, I think that, I um, love that story. But, but as far as Big Ten football, there's some talks. And Zach, as somebody who may think that this is a real possibility this year in 2020, there's some talks about the Big Ten maybe coming back for See, this year. I I was kind of a – I when I originally heard the plan, I think a couple episodes ago, I was talking about it. I thought it could happen, like where they could play in August. Sure. But the problem is, is that these other these other uh, conferences, the SEC and the ACC, are going to end up playing in the fall. And what's going to happen is, if if the Big Ten ends up playing in the spring, the Big Ten is going to be behind the other conferences. Like they're not going to have as much time to recruit. Their players aren't going to be as rested. Their players aren't going to be getting ready for the NFL as much. And it it doesn't work if it's not an all or one, you know. Well, you can't. I, I think the NCAA said they weren't going to be, well, I, they weren't going to be sponsoring any fall championships. And I know they don't sponsor the football championships, so that doesn't really count. But I think it just means that all the fall sports are basically going to be exhibition, where they, like quote unquote exhibition, where they don't really count towards a championship or anything like that. And then what's the point? You know, like I feel like yeah, so much of football is built behind like, is this team going to make the playoffs this year? Like, every game counts, and it's it's really exciting. That's what you're playing sports for, is to win a championship. And now it's just like, what are you playing for? You know, you're not going to play for the championship. There's no way you can say, I'm the best. It's not like Alabama's going to play Clemson again. Draft picks. Are they playing for draft picks? Well, yeah, film is probably very important for the athletes. I don't know. Let's ask our Michigan fans out there. What is the point (laughs) when you have nothing to play for? (laughs) Enough. Enough. 
enough. Dude, I, I turned down a, uh, a FCS game on oh, Saturday. Oh, you, you texted me about that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I did too. I got to tell you. That just brought all these emotions back I know, in my it was, heart, in my soul. It was football ac- on TV. It was actually fun to watch. I I was like, wow, like this is like what football's like. <laughs> yes. I, I I got that same sensation. It's just like, oh my god, this is what it was like. And then you think about the old days of being, you know, at college, you know, getting ready for the football games and watching the games on TV or going or tailgating or whatever. It's like, man, I miss that. Yeah, let's get that back. Let's do it. Um, if you're Paul Feinbaum, though, uh, the Big Ten's a laughingstock, according to him. So, obviously. But, I mean, he's an SEC guy. We all know Paul Feinbaum, right? I hate that guy. For, he he's just on, looks weird. For the list, he does look... He, he looks like some type of insect. I, I swear to God. There, there's something weird about his structure of his face and nose. I, I'm not going crazy. If... If oh man, <laughs> like he looks like his name is Paul Feinbaum. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's any face to fit that name. This face fits the bill. <laughs> but but he called fo- he called Big Ten football a laughing stock. I, I agree. Mean, he's an SEC fan right now, and and you know don't get me wrong, the, the the Big Ten's getting a lot of shit right now for making this decision. They're having a lot of people protest the backlash from canceling the season too early. Yes. But, um... That's the main focus. Is it just too early? The decision was made too early. It was. Without the correct explanation and without bringing everybody who has a stake in it in to discuss it and have a say in the decision. This if is... they had done that, I think the reception would have been much, much better. Even if they did ultimately decide to cancel. Like yeah. they could explain it a lot better. I, I just, you know, first of all, the data for COVID isn't really going up. It's it's going down. We're not getting as many cases as we had and deaths in the state compared to our little spike that we had a month or two months ago. Uh, we're, we're moving in the right direction, and that's for the entire country from what it seems like. So people are kind of a little more eager to, to open more things back up, including football. Uh, so the Big Ten making that decision early definitely got a little backlash. But this is Feinbaum's quote. i got to read this. This is on his radio show last Friday. Quite frankly, it doesn't make a lot of sense. If you start that late, you're really at a tremendous disadvantage. I know they're talking about playing in domes and indoor stadiums. Once you get past the holidays, the interest in your better players participating is going to go down dramatically. Your upperclassmen, those going to the NFL... I think it's an indicator of just how dysfunctional this league has become. What a laughingstock this league has become. It's really sad to it's really sad to say that because 5 weeks ago the Big 10 was considered the gold standard in big time college football and now it's just the punchline to almost any joke you can think of. This is the most dramatic thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's a very dramatic <laughs> statement. It's like what the heck, man? So just in 5 go. weeks all of a sudden they're the Pac-12? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's a strong statement. I mean, I know I know he's not a Big Ten fan, but is, is it kind of is it a, is it funny that I'm actually okay if they play later and then the other team's better players don't play because then Michigan State might actually have a chance in some of those games. <laughs> no, no, that's the whole argument where you want to play the team whose best player is out. I mean, that, that is a discussion. You don't want right to win there. that way. Do you want to win that way? Kinda... No, but maybe the games would be more interesting. <laughs> well. As, as a, as a uh, Spartan fan like you, I don't know. I I, I, I want to keep the pride in the program at least. Beating the best, right? Yeah, no, I, I don't want to win like that. Well, we that. talked about it last week. I think that Mel Tucker's had a rough start. so. Well, he has. Maybe this whole thing will work in his advantage like you were saying. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you want to see Big Ten football play? Ha- has your tune changed? So, Well, my tune has never changed. I've always wanted to see football. It was just whether I thought they could do it safely or not. 
And I'm starting to realize that there is a safe way to do it. Well, that's changing your tune. Yes. Well, no, 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 no. No. Again, I've always wanted them to play oh, football. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Well, who doesn't want to exactly. see football? No, yeah. I, I, like, I want football so bad. Oh, my God. It's just I don't want them to be risky about it or, uh, you know, I. it was more I just didn't think they would end up doing it. It was, was really what it was. I didn't think they would do it. But I, I've thought through it a little bit more. And I realize there probably is a safe way to do it. I think football provides a unique opportunity because you're only playing once a week. So you can kind of do a weekly bubble. You know, maybe you bring the players in on Thursday and you test them and then you quarantine the ones that test positive. You separate them from the team. Then you do another round of testing on Friday and whoever clears that testing can then travel for the game on Saturday. You know, you kind of do these mini rounds of testing and quarantining and then once Monday hits, you know, you can release the players back on to their more normal lives, I guess. But I think there are a lot of questions involved because we're seeing that schools are starting to, you know, pull kids off campuses because there's these big COVID spikes on campuses. It happens, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, are you going to be able to, is it right to keep those players on campus when none of the other students are on campus? Are you going to be able to keep those players away from the off-campus parties? Yeah, that's my concern. That would definitely be my concern because it's, you know, it, it, the MLB is working out pretty well right now. I mean, relatively. It's like, improved. Yeah, since the beginning. It has, it has improved. Yeah, yeah. And, it's still a little rinky dink. But the, but the thing is about the MLB is they're kind of, they kind of got this, you know, like this, this thing over their heads where they're like, well, if we catch you doing something stupid, we're not going to pay you. And you can't do that with the, with the athletes. So it's exactly. like. Right. Like if you're the backup quarterback or, you know, the back, you know, the backup, backup kicker, something like that. (laughs) And someone says, hey, I've got this great party. And you're saying, I'm only a college student for four years. Like, I better go enjoy this party. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's the right train of thought in terms of health and safety, but kids are going to think that way. I was 21. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'd love to see it. I, I think there's enough. Um, it's it's so weird because when the Big Ten decided that, do you remember the conversation we had last week about how the uh, uh, like some of the presidents of the university they weren't even sure if they actually held a vote. That's the problem. What well, well, I no, mean, what they, the what the hell? No, they came out with it today. Did you see that? Something today? Yeah, they released they released the vote like numbers, and it was first like, of all, I think that's bullshit. No, it was eleven to three. There were three schools that didn't it was like nebraska ohio state and iowa i think they they said to keep the season going and the the rest of them said no i think they spun was this a new was was this like a new meeting or or something new or i think they Mm. i think they spun this quote-unquote vote into a news story and tried to say like okay we're, we're looking kind of bad about what we did a few weeks ago there's like confusion did we vote or not let's just get a news release out that these people voted and these did it and, and we'll be good and i mean they, i don't think it was made up it, it wasn't made up happened. but it, it was very unofficial it was like a it was like a meeting where they just had a discussion about it and closed the meeting yeah they, they, people gave their opinions on what they would have liked they closed the meeting and then they canceled the season and that's a bad look well, so they, I, I i guarantee this type of news releases to Try to save yeah, face. They're just getting their story straight. Well, think, exactly. Yeah. I think to have those numbers out, though, they had to have some kind of vote. Well, that was people who just didn't want to have the season play in the schools that did. And they went around the room and said that, from my understanding, but there was never an quote unquote official vote. I don't Well, it says they voted, so. Yeah. Great assault. That, big that, one. Yeah, I think that's a load of crap. I think it's kind of funny that some of those schools, like it, you can see Nebraska and uh, Iowa, they're kind of fighting it a lot. But like Penn State, you're getting a lot of uh, talk out of their coach, and at the end of the day, they're uh, 
president was the one who said they didn't want to like he didn't want to do it so it's kind of funny the the, the disjunction there <laughs> right well guess who their boss is the president yeah i know <laughs> so um well speaking of uh you know well just just to wrap up real quick i mean sure. the, the football coaches are judged on whether they play football and win games and the presidents are judged based off the number of lawsuits against the university. <laughs> <laughs> That's really well said. Um, before we get away from the, the whole COVID thing too much in, in I guess, athletics, um, I, I just want to mention this. Uh, sounds like gyms are reopening this week in Michigan, and that goes along the lines of gyms, movie theaters, uh, bowling alleys, kind of those industries that people yeah, kind of forgot about. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's those industries that I feel like kind of got forgotten about, or it was like waiting, like, when is this going to happen? When is it going to happen? It's pretty much reopening most other states. When is it going to happen? But it sounds like there's going to be an announcement this, I mean, all the all the uh, news outlets are reporting this. Uh, Whitmer is probably going to talk on Wednesday, and the word is that these are going to be open after Labor Day, which is only next week. Uh, but I guess the big question is, is, is this something that you guys are going to go to? Are you going to go to the movies? Are you going to go work out at the gym? Are you going to go bowling? You know, I mean, with a mask, with social distancing, um, I'm just wondering what you guys think. Is this something you're going to do? I don't know. This one's tough. This one's very tough because what worries me is the enclosed spaces. I think I'm going to let people go for a couple, like maybe a week or two and see what the reaction is because it's the enclosed spaces that... I think are more prone to to COVID spread, and that would be your movie theaters and your gyms. What about restaurants? And yeah, that's true. What's the difference? We've I've well, been go- we've been going to restaurants for months now. I think the the difference is the breathing. Like you're breathing more, supposedly breathing heavier when you're working out. But you're wearing and, a mask. Yes, but you're also breathing heavier. You are. Well, I wonder how much transmission that increases if you're breathing heavier with a mask on compared to breathing guess, lightly with a mask on. I, I, don't, guess, I don't know if it does. I guess I will say I trusted the experts when they closed things that it was the right decision, so I'll have to trust them when they open it that it's the right decision, right? But, I guess. But there's no new, I don't know, there's no new data that's come out. It's just Whitmer's making this decision now. Well, I thought the data was that our numbers are down so that the spread will be not so bad. Well, sure, I guess the numbers are down. Like, the whole thing was we need to get to this phase so that we can open these businesses. Are we in that phase? I, I don't I Sound maybe that's what she's doing. I they, guess these, these, these businesses are in that phase. So, But that's, I have but a that's, not, a, that's not a decision that's totally based in science. It's using science to drive those decisions, but the ultimate decision is still a, a political thing and, a, and, a, and a, a governor decision, right? How? Because the governor's deciding when they oh, open yeah. and when they no, close. No, I agree with it. They're using they're using their science and data for for, to for set, these decisions to set stages. To set stages, but it's still up to the governor on when those dates actually happen. Yeah, yeah. when those stages happen. I mean, I agree. The, the news is not we've reached this number of cases today, so we're opening the gyms. That's not what's happening. It's just that uh, we're trending in the right direction, so we're going to reopen gyms. It's it still, I mean, it could have been done a week later. It could have been done a week earlier. It could have been done any time. I mean, states have been having gyms open, the majority of states, for weeks and weeks. Now, you could go to Ohio and work out if you want. So the, the point is that it's it's still a governor decision, but it's it's here now, and, and I'm going to go work out with a mask. Sure. You would work out with a mask? That I was going to be my question. I would. I don't know if I'd run with a mask on, but I would definitely lift weights. Absolutely. If wow. I were to go, yeah, I'd go and wear a mask. Well, I'd be fine with I that. I think you have to wear a mask, obviously, and I, I'm not saying that, but I honestly, I... 
the mask would be super annoying. I'd find it annoying and if not, I was running or doing cardio. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, I, the science backs them and everything, and I totally agree with that. But I think, like, working out with a mask on, getting all sweaty with it on, I think that would be really annoying. Because, I, I mean, the way I've been working out is just going for runs outside. And you don't have to worry about the mask. But, like, if you're inside and you're doing all this heavy activity and you have to wear the mask... I don't know. It could be really bothersome. I understand. I am tempted because I miss weightlifting a lot. You know, I haven't done hardly anything. All I have is one pair of light dumbbells in my house. So I haven't done hardly anything since quarantine started except for run. I've been running a lot, and I like it a lot, but I really want to get back to weightlifting, so that's really tempting. Right. And I feel like it is different because if you're moving and running, I agree the mask would be kind of annoying. It'd probably, like, jog up and down on your face and the sweat might not help it'd just be cumbersome but if you're lifting weights you're pretty stationary right your your head is pretty stationary hopefully maybe you're laying on a bench or you're standing up doing curls or something like that so it might be less annoying i agree it could get in the way but not so much that i would really be bothered by it so i think i'd be okay another thing is is like can you trust the other people to you know wear their mask all the time no you can't well i think the gyms are gonna have to heavily enforce that i think they're doing a good job with that i think it's pretty well enforced at restaurants when people get up from their seats and everything, I I always see people with masks on. It, it seemed I think it was a bigger issue a few months ago, but I think kind of I think people are if they're going out, they understand that you pretty much have to wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, people are well. Really no, I'm, going I'm out saying as much. I'm saying the thing about the gym aspect that's a little different is that some guy is going to be all sweaty. He's going to you know probably take his mask down for a second so he can get some fresh air, and then he's you'll put it back up. You know that's the kind of exposure that I yeah. I could see happening in a gym that yeah. wouldn't happen somewhere else. I suppose that's a concern. Or, or the people who wear their mask into the business, and then when they get to the counter, they take it down so they can talk to the cashier. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what are you doing? That's that def- defeats the whole purpose. You can still talk with a mask on. Or, or I'm worried about the number of people who wear it underneath their nose. Yep. Oh, what a pet peeve. For whatever, what do you mean a pet peeve? It's a pet peeve when I see people doing that. Just put it on right. I know. I mean, if you're wearing to wear a mask, just wear it properly. You look like a moron wearing it under your nose. I Come know. on. They, they wear it on their chin. It's like, it's what are you doing? Ridiculous. Oh, Covering his chin, man. They're breathing out of your chin now. He- That's the new thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you a chin breather? I'm sorry. I didn't realize. No, it's, it's just like a look thing. They're just, they don't like the way their chin looks, so they're just going to cover it up. I don't blame them. <laughs> Maybe they have a bad beard or something, and it's kind of embarrassing, and they just want to cover it up with a mask. The perfect opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Masks are great for people with weak jawlines. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. This could be another silver lining, a COVID silver lining. Yeah. You know what's really funny? Going to the hospital and working with people every day, I don't really see them without their masks on. And if I ever, like, catch a glimpse of them without their mask on, it's almost shocking to see, like, the bottom half of their face. You're like, oh, you do not look like I thought you looked. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean by that. It's, it's different. Yeah, yeah, especially, like, I wonder if that'll be, like, a thing now. You just, you won't know what someone looks like until they take their mask off. It's a weird, weird, weird world right It'll now, make d- dating really difficult. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's such a different time. Um, But, yeah, I... I'll head back to the gyms, I think. I'll check it out. If they're not safe, they're not safe, and I won't go back. But if it's safe and I see you know, people are doing a good job, then why not? I'll, I'll, I'll run in the streets and run in the neighborhood and still do cardio outside without a mask. But I think it's in terms of weightlifting, like you said, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I'll give it a shot and I'll report back. I'm I'm willing to give it a shot. I just want to wait and hear some reports first. Yeah. I'll let, I'll let you know next week. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll let Max be part of the initial reports. <laughs> I can do that. I don't mind. I'm fine. I'm safe. Um, did you guys ever watch um, the Black Panther movie? I, I never watched it. Really? I never did. It was really good. Am I one of the few people that never watched it? It was definitely one watch? of the... Did you watch? 
I have not seen it yet. Well, okay, well, that's two to one. So I guess you're in the minority. No, but it, that's my own fault. I just, I missed it when it came wow. out. So and, did I. And I just, I've been putting it off, but I really wanted to see it, and I still want to see it, and I'm going to see it very soon. It just, like, I wanted to see it, and I kind of forgot about it. It's one it. of those top, it's one of the top Marvel, like, superhero movies. See, I'm not a Marvel guy in general. Yeah, that's the thing is I'm not, so it kind of turned, well, turned me off to it a little bit, but I know it's a different category of superhero movie, and... I, I... I thought it was like what I'm not a big superhero fan either. I think the only really superhero movies I liked were Batman, and I think he's a little bit of a different kind of superhero. But the um that the Black Panther movies were actually good. Yeah. Well, the reason I bring it up is because I'm sure everyone listening by now has heard it's big big news. Chadwick Boseman, 43 years old, passed away from colon cancer. It's an incredibly sad story. I was not too familiar with his work. I'm seeing a lot of it now, and a lot of uh, write-ups of it, I guess. Um, I- I'd like to watch Black Panther just from a, uh, I guess, a pop culture point of view so I can talk about it at least. I'd like to see it. But it's it's a horribly sad story, especially after Jamie uh, uh, lost his battle with colon cancer um, a-, a few weeks ago, and it's still something people think of. And I mean, that's a local story, but uh, this Chadwick Boseman story is, is, is huge nationwide, and it's, it's very sad. Um, but uh, it, it's something that everyone's talking about. Yeah, he was also fantastic in uh, as Jackie Robinson in Forty Two. That's right. That's and as, right. As Thurgood Marshall and Marshall, and uh, what was the other one he was in? He was in another big movie. Uh, uh, Zach. Shoot. No, I don't know. Shoot, but I... he's played some really, really important roles. I think, and he's just been. He's a historic level of actor, and he's going to be greatly missed. Let me check you, up his IMDb. You know what the craziest part about him was? Is For like the last four years, he was fighting colon cancer, and while he was fighting colon cancer, he was recording The Black, the Black Panther. Almost all of his greatest movies came in that dur- four year. during his battle. Yeah. Uh, Black crazy. Panther was 2018. Uh, Jackie Robinson in 42 was 2013, so that was before. I believe he was diagnosed three years ago with stage three, Yeah, from my understanding, in 2017. He played James Brown in Get On Up in 2014. Uh, Thurgood Marshall in Marshall from 2017. Um, let's see, he was in The Express, Draft Day, uh, Message from the King. and He was uh, in a more recent movie, The Five Bloods, which I haven't seen yet, but I've heard really wonderful things about it. Never heard of it. <laughs> and he, is it good? Yeah, supposedly. I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to. Well, um, he now has the most liked tweet ever. His uh, account does. Uh, right, his account does. Um, as of now, uh, 7.5 million likes. It's by far the most Almost doubles tweet, the last one. Which is, I mean, this what? was three days ago. Three what, days what, what ago. What was the tweet? Um... It is with a measurable grief that we confirm the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick was diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer in 2016 and battled with it these last four years as it progressed to stage 4. Um, I'll pull up the actual tweet right here. Uh, as it progressed to stage 4, uh, it's a picture with like, a, it's a it's a photograph of a, of a write-up like this. Uh, uh, okay. True fighter, Chadwick pers- persevered through it all, brought uh, you many of the films you have come to love so much from Marshall to Defy Bloods, August Wilson's, Ma Rainey's, Black Bottom, and several more. All were filmed during and between countless surgeries and chemotherapy. It was the honor of the, his career to bring King Chala to his life. I, did I butcher that? T'Challa. T'Challa. To his life in Black Panther. <laughs> Excuse me. I have seen it. <laughs> 
Excuse me. Uh, he died in his home with his wife and his family by his side. The family thanks you for your love and prayers and asks that you continue to respect your privacy during this difficult time. And it's got a photo of him as well in this tweet. 7.5 million likes. That's massive. I think it just it caught everybody off guard. And obviously such just ter- like terribly sad news. And I, I think why this might have been so unnerving is because we heard it straight from his family first. Rather yeah. than through TMZ or yeah. some leak, and I think that's, that's been happening a lot more recently with leaks. Um, and I think that's a culture of social media where everyone has to be first. That wasn't really a big thing. Back. I hate it so much. I know, and, and and now that it's like with social media, instant news, twenty four seven news, people just want to be first, and that's all they care about. So I, I I agree, it's it's a bad practice to do that until the family knows at least, and this is how that was done here, which. Is uh, I don't know if, if if news sources just didn't know about it or they made a conscious decision to to change their their ways, um, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely was a, a big shocker and uh, obviously lead to, to uh, 7.5 million people liking the tweet. Kind of, I don't know. Is is it bad to like a death tweet or is it more of a? Uh, no, it's a supportive thing. It's not bad. I feel like they need a different button. Twitter needs Facebook to come up with has something. it. Facebook yeah. has like the tears and the and the hearts. Yeah, fa- Facebook's done that because they they've come up with like six different reactions or something. Maybe, maybe Twitter needs a a third. I don't know. Do you downvote option. it? You don't downvote it. No, you wouldn't downvote it, but it'd be like a, uh, um, I don't know. You, I, I guess this can't you, turn into Facebook with a bunch of different <laughs> reactions. Well, you know what the good thing is for Ooh, like I got fifteen frowny faces <laughs> on my feed. The good thing about Twitter is that instead of a thumbs up, it's a little heart. So I guess the heart can mean more than, like, a, a thumbs up. If it was a thumbs up, that might be a little different. <laughs> I, I, I understand what that you, I, I get it. I get it. Um, but it's a, it's a big story. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that for sure. Um, and it led to a social media uh, record, Yeah, which is great. Speaking, speaking of social media and just going off of this, uh, like, you know, people leaking and all this kind of, like, jump – media trying to be the first one to announce yeah. something gotta be there, first there was something funny that happened a few days ago where a reporter uh reported that a certain nba player george hill uh was not on the court for the national anthem oh i know what you're gonna say yeah they were like they had video of him like in the hallway like <laughs> and it's like oh george hill did not join his team for the national anthem like so and so knelt for the national anthem the, you know while he was still in the uh in the hallway and they asked him afterwards why did you miss the national anthem he just responded with i take a shit every time before the game (laughs) and he just got kind of late on this one (laughs) she's coming out of both ends she's using the toilet and the tub how about that sounds like it was pretty bad yeah but okay that was a direct shot at the whole national anthem kneeling standing thing i think don't you think so what his comment yeah his comment i think that was a big shot at that whole thing Wow. Maybe I missed the con- like the the context or the. Well, there really doesn't need to tone. be much context. It, it was it was flippant. The tone was very flippant. Okay. I th- I think that was a direct shot at the. Do you think uh, he was flippant because of the standing kneeling controversy, or do you yeah. think he was flippant because he's ups- he's tired of these reporters reporting on every little thing they do? Yeah, I I think he was actually. It sounds like he was actually just in the bathroom, <laughs> you know. Let's see what his There's audience. Well, the reason you weren't out in the arena during the national anthem. You want the honest truth? Yep. Okay, I take a shit every time before the game. Um, I've been doing it for the last four years. Um, If you go back and watch any footage of our previous games before we come down here to this bubble, 
Um, that's what I do before every game. And, you know, so happy that you guys were snoozing in the hallways and called me coming back from my pregame ritual. And <laughs> that's what I always do. That's not as true. Well, you know, I how can you not believe that? I feel like if they that found didn't sound some... flippant. He what? was like, "You guys were snoozing in the hallways, like, <laughs> like, sorry, you caught me." Well, wait a second. He he said this is the, he's done this for four years. Is it always during the national anthem? How come this I is think just? He just got caught on off timing. I mean, it's kind of like what you're saying. Nobody knows what the schedule is anymore. Like, you know, <laughs> well, you're, I don't this know. This is like being at summer camp more than it is maybe, being in the actual NBA. Maybe that NBA bubble food actually got to him, and it just <laughs> took a little longer than expected. If I got shit everywhere. I shit all over myself. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I guess I don't want to. I'm I'm just trying to think of. I mean, it's it's a contentious thing right now. And I'm sure that if was he wanted to, if he wanted to make a statement, he would have made a statement. His statement was just stop reporting on every little thing. It's not like you're taking me out of context, kids. Is what you're doing. Maybe. When was the last time you shit your pants? There's <laughs> <laughs> a possibility, and it's uh, it's kind of, it's kind of a funny comment the way he said it for sure. <laughs> um, what's going on with um with Bella Thorne? What's the deal? Great story. It's it's just exploding right now. People are pissed at, at what she's doing. But I, what exactly is she doing? If if Zach or Alex know maybe a little more of the details, it's it's crazy. So for our listeners, uh, do you know what fans only is? I guess is only, only fans. Only, fans. Only, sorry, geez. come on, Zach, get only it right. Fans. Where have you been? Only fans is. Like... All right, I'll take this one over. <laughs> It's an online service for, I don't even know. Let me let me read this article because well, I think this captures it pretty well. Does it explain only? Can it I does. just explain OnlyFans? Yes. It's it's a way for influencers and celebrities and people who have other people following them who think they're hot or think they're attractive. They can pay money to subscribe to this site, OnlyFans, where they can watch them do a bunch of not safe for work stuff you know they're, they're doing things with their body and you know taking their clothes off and whatever it is and people pay money for that and that's kind of what only fans is it's just a way for people to see their influencers and their hot people on twitter and instagram get a little more extreme so that's what it is like an x-rated instagram you got to pay money for it so exactly. here's, here's what bella thorne did uh so only fans veterans accused thorne of tricking paying customers by offering a $200 nude picture for purchase via the platform, causing a torrent of refund requests when it was revealed that Thorne was, in fact, clothed in the picture. <laughs> How ridiculous! <laughs> the nude offer may have come from an imitation account, and Thorne previously stated, I'm not doing nudity. However, the creators are saying that Thorne uh, ruined the fun and funds for lesser-known talents. That's a money shot, though. That's a money shot! <laughs> So the lesser known talents. Yeah. So Bella Thorne, like, apparently, people with less followers <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> really? She, she apparently made over three million dollars in like just a few days. Over what? over what? Two million dollars? One million in twenty four hours. A million which is insane. Yes. Insane. How much over the the, the, the few days? Three point five million dollars so far. Something like that. God. And people are pissed at her because they so, tricked her, they tricked the. The subscribers. So that's one reason. So the backlash intensified when OnlyFans announced new restrictions, including capping fans' tips at $100 and pay-per-view oh. post charges at $50. So you can only charge $100 uh, for you can only receive $100 in tips at a time, or $50 uh, for a pay-per-view she, she, so she, nude. Yeah. And in so, some countries, extending the waiting period to transfer funds from the site to a bank account to 30 days. So basically. 
because she tricked so many people and there are so many refund accounts or refund requests on OnlyFans, now the people with like actually using OnlyFans can't get their money out of their accounts early enough, so they can't get paid on a regular basis. So, so this is like an online strip club. Is what it sounds like. That's a great way to describe it. I mean, I I, there's tipping. Hey, hey, take, take your top off. Here's a $50 tip. You know, it's just, that's what it is. <laughs> you know, let's see what you can do for $100. Do what you can. They, you, you know what they call it? A bunch of, oh my God. Can you imagine the people watching this? I bet there's a lot of gross people yeah, on who here. Who pays $200 for that? Hey, hey, lady. Hey, lady. Pop that tie. Here's $100. Here, take it. Hey, take it. You know, it's just like if Strip Club moved online. This is what would happen. And I have a feeling the clientele might be the same. I remember hearing a story a few months ago where it's like Bella Thorne finally does her first porno. <laughs> yeah. And, and she ended up directing it. And But she like announced she was finally doing a porno and everyone was like so crazy. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, this girl keeps teasing that she's going to do nudity and everyone goes crazy for it. I don't, I don't get it. That's the gimmick. But it's just this one girl that everyone is like, following intensely hoping she'll do nudity it's well, pretty clear she's just not gonna do it she was doing stuff on the only fans that was not nudity but it was uh i, I guess the uh the next best thing whatever What's you that? can do what was she doing well she's just rubbing around with her clothes on you know she's trying to do what she can but she still got her <laughs> clothes on so she's not do- i think she was topless i think she was topless from what i'm seeing and that was it but people are pissed because they want more they want more they why do they call them sex workers? That's a we were talking about that off the air. That's a good question. I, I don't really understand that. Like on the OnlyFans, like the 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 people that are on there, they the story calls them sex workers. Like, yeah, I, I think they're I'm like online a, strippers. Yeah, no. they're not sex workers. Isn't there a difference between a stripper and a like sex a worker? Porn star? Or yeah, something? or a porn star. Or, it, excuse it, me, a stripper derogatory, a dancer, or a uh, a porn star, an online porn star. They're not sex workers. No, I well, know. So listen to this definition. I just googled what is a sex worker. What website is this? This is Urban Dictionary. This is OpenSocietyFoundations.org. Oh Jesus. <laughs> okay. It's just the top. The top result. I'll go to Urban Dictionary and check that. (laughs) It says here, sex workers are adults who receive money or goods in exchange for consensual sexual services or erotic performances. Oh, well. Erotic performance. There you go. I guess the X-rated. But what does Urban Dictionary say? That's much more important. That's way more important. Uh, Urban Dictionary. uh, Sex worker. More neutral or sympathetic alternative to prostitute or a whore. Frankly, offering sex for money is seen as either a necessary or acceptable job parallel to, say, factory work, and no stigma or sneer of contempt should be attached to its practitioners. So, it, it sounds like this is like, sh- like... Should the same thing be said about the people who, like, frequent sex workers then? Their customers? Well, they're Johns. But but it says yeah. no, no sneer. But people sneer it's at just, their customers all the time. It's just... Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? <laughs> it's just an attempt at PC. I, I don't think it is or anything. It doesn't it, it doesn't describe what is happening accurately. But when you I think, think of sex worker, are you thinking oh no, a I'm dancer, thinking, a porn star, no, a stripper? I'm thinking of a prostitute. Exactly. <laughs> somebody somebody working the streets. You're not thinking of somebody on OnlyFans or, or something. I don't know. It's a terminology discussion. But people seem to get really upset about this and really like like passionate about what this definition means. But it's it's a, it's a silly conversation because I guess people can define things differently. But this is it's different. It, it should be considered a different uh, occupation. I agree. Than than a sex worker or a prostitute. You know, it's a different thing to do. It's I guess the same category, but it, it's different. You know, it's like a chem- it's like a chemist and a chemical engineer. You know, 
similar realm of work, but hey, you know, distinct and different, and they offer different services <laughs> that people can enjoy. That's the thing. But I don't. But all the other influencers on OnlyFans are pissed. Yeah, because they can't get paid as much as fast. So they're right. just pissed at Bella Thorne. So now, she, now she's an outcast with all these influencers yeah, on she, OnlyFans. She posted some tweet about it where she's she talks about... And all about the greasy dudes that keep looking at her. <laughs> hey, when's Bella Thorne going to take, 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 take everything off? I want it all off. The top's not good enough. We, she, we need more, Bella. Let's she, go. She posted some tweet where she's talking about how she was trying to normalize the stigmas behind the website and she didn't like mean to hurt anyone or something like that. But it's just like... What? <laughs> I, I don't get why people... I, okay, so Bella Thorne on OnlyFans has caused OnlyFans to change some of their policies. Why aren't these other influencers pissed at OnlyFans? Why are they pissed at Bella Thorne, who, in my opinion, is having a great business venture? If you can make money doing it, why wouldn't you? I'm pretty sure... You know? I'm pretty sure, like, Twitch and all of them, they do something similar to this, where you, you can't pull out all your money right away. You get paid, like, monthly. So so then what's the problem? I, I, I feel like people are directing their anger at Bella Thorne when it maybe should be directed at OnlyFans, who maybe should have kicked her off for saying, hey, listen, you lied to your customers. You're not on here anymore. Maybe that would have been a better response instead of, all right, well, Bella Thorne's changing the game. We're going to change all these policies, the tipping procedure, the maximum amount you can give. All that's changed because of Bella Thorne. No, I think that's the why, right way why? to look at it. You know it was what I mean? a be- It was working. It was a better gig than what right. they were having before, and the reason it went wrong is because of Bella Thorne. It's not because of anyone else messing it up. They had, like, a system going. don't be going. mad at Bella Thorne for taking advantage of the system. I don't think she did anything wrong, except well, lying to it, her customers. Yeah, it sounds like fraud. And well, she if she she lied to her customers, but that's not what they're what, that's not what these influencers are pissed about. Right. I think they're they're pissed because she committed such like a a big lie that it it just completely changed everything. I suppose you know, so. Like there was no way. It's, I mean, I don't know why they should be pissed at OnlyFans. I agree for changing they definitely their policies. Should be. There's. I mean, if it was working before, and now OnlyFans is saying "don't lie," then it should work again, right? You'd think. I don't know. I, I would imagine so. I don't know, man. It's crazy. People are pissed at Bella Thorne. I, it, the story's not over. We'll see what new platform she comes on, where maybe she'll tease being nude again. She's she's coming on with a documentary, supposedly. She told uh, Paper Magazine that she's gonna making a documentary about oh, her Jesus. experience on OnlyFans. Are you kidding me? What her no. two day experience? I guess. I Wait don't a know. second. This whole thing could be a huge conspiracy. She she did this to she wanted this reaction she wanted this backlash she wanted to be the pariah of society and now she can make a documentary and make a shit ton how can you make a documentary about like twenty four hours people will pay for it let the bitch walk <laughs> <laughs> do you guys know who Sean Baker is apparently he's writing and directing it I don't know yeah boy Sean Baker no I do not know he what did that is the Florida Project. You guys watch that? Never heard of it. Oh, never mind. Can't wait to see it. it? What else did he do? He did uh, Tangerine. (laughs) What else? Uh, I I just see the Florida Project and Tangerine here. Never heard of a Max. (laughs) Nothing. So nothing. Anyway, we'll 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 keep you guys updated with that. Speaking of um of porn and um stuff like that in that realm, Ron Jeremy. He's been canceled uh, a few months back. I think he was. Uh, it was like a few months back or a few weeks ago. He was. Uh, he was uh, me tooed, and all these people were coming forward saying that Ron Jeremy raped me and did this, which is horrible. And in the porn industry, I'm sure it's different. And maybe he took a little different. Uh, 
train of thought when he was having these encounters with these women, which is still as wrong as it ever is, but now he's been charged with 20 more counts of um, sex abuse. This was just as of today, uh, where Los Angeles County prosecutors filed 20 more counts of sexual assault and groping against Ron Jeremy today on Monday, including an allegation of lewd conduct with a minor after dozens of additional women contacted law enforcement following the adult film star's arrest in late June. Um, he pleaded not guilty in June to those allegations that he sexually assaulted four women in West Hollywood, but now faces 28 in total criminal counts in L.A. County, including five counts of rape, six counts of sexual battery, according to the DA's office. Uh, so Ron Jeremy might be going away for a long time. He was a little before my time, but he was, he was big. I don't know. I've never. How big was he? <laughs> well, are you asking me how big he is? Uh, he, he was one of the biggest, for sure. You, you... <laughs> Can we cut that? Can that be a drop? <laughs> you, you know who I'm talking about, though, right? No, actually. Are I'm... you kidding me? No. Alex. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. And Don't he's, tell he's me. He's a creepy looking dude. I see the name all over the place, oh, but I'm not on. really familiar, to be honest. you got to be kidding me. That's an embarrassment. You got to watch some of his work back in the day. He looks like a. Uh, I'm okay, thanks. <laughs> he looks like an Ozzy Osbourne going wrong. He, he he looks gross, and I've always thought he looked gross. But I guess back in the '70s, he had that style for him. You know, the really you know hairy mustache style, the hairy chest, totally unshaven, just everything is like just a Burt Reynolds or yeah, like that, like exactly like that Burt Reynolds look in the '70s, where you know just that rugged manly look. You sound like you've done your research, Max. Who, who doesn't know Ron Jeremy? <laughs> I stand behind this. I think you guys are the ones that are out of line on this one. Come on. No idea, dude. <laughs> well, I guess you won't be seeing any new work he's been doing uh, anymore. Uh, Thank God. Look at him. He looks terrible. He looks like the kind of person pictures. who'd be watching. Not How old it. is he now? He's, he's, he's up there. He's up there. He looks. Anyway, you guys are crazy for he not looks knowing like who he is. My God, I'm sure he's up there. Uh, born in uh, 1953. He looks like that. You guys, you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, have you? So 67 years old. No, I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. Okay. He looks like the. Um... Have you not seen Lord of the Rings either, Alex? Oh, of course I've seen Lord of the Rings. He oh, looks okay. like the guy who the the tongue twister. I forget his name. Mm, he, I he's can't in remember the second one. He's in <laughs> he the second though. one. He does. Though. <laughs> so that's that's going on with Ron. Um, we'll we'll see what happens. It's like I said, it's a weird industry to have that happen to you he probably didn't expect it but you know it's still wrong if these allegations are true and it sounds like there's a lot of them so i'm sure they have a lot of merit to them uh so that's the deal with uh with mr ron jeremy oh god a 15 year old girl was, yeah was that's, a victim that's a problem oh this is disgusting i know it, the details of the story get pretty nasty it's uh the fall from grace for mr ron jeremy I mean, I guess whatever whatever level of grace he was at before. Yeah. What was the angle of this story you wanted to talk about exactly? I just think it's a big point of interest story. I mean, there really is no angle. It's just the latest cancellation. I yeah. figured you guys would have known who Ron Jeremy is, but obviously not. So we'll move on. Yeah, this, is, this is beyond a cancellation. This is <laughs> well, sure, it's a big problem. Yeah. I mean, it's an extreme cancellation. It's a it's a Weinstein level of cancellation. I'm you know, I don't even know if cancellation is the right word. Just it's a lawsuit. get rid of him. Yeah. It sounds like a horrible person. Yeah. Um, Good riddance. Yeah. Well, um, 
Where are we at? One, we should get out of here. Was there anything else we wanted to get to today? I, I know there are a few things we wanted to talk about next week, including the best stakes in the area. Uh, please send us your uh, submissions for that on um, Twitter, Facebook, email, all that stuff. It's there for you to use and submit your thoughts on uh, what you think is the best stake in the in the entire state of Michigan is what we're going to go off of. And, you know, if you had a few outside of the state, I think we can throw that in there. Because I'm thinking right now there's some state, there's some stakes I had outside of Michigan that... Well, we could probably hit Chicago. A lot of our listeners probably frequent Chicago. Yeah. Or... <laughs> Just well, anywhere. I'm wow. not going to give a geography area, but we'll focus on Michigan. Sure. That'll be the main focus. Sure, but, but just to give people ideas, Chicago, sure. Ohio... Maybe, yeah. maybe the New York area. Las Vegas area. There's tons of steakhouses in that area. Sure. Yep, New York. I mean, obviously, Chicago is, I consider, the steakhouse capital of the world. And I, I really oh, firmly believe you might that. get people angry on that one. Oh, I don't think, well, I don't think that's a big area for debate. What, what would beat it? I mean, Chicago is the steakhouse capital of the world. It has to be. Chicago meat. No you idea. Guys. Do your research. You guys have a week. No, no, no. I, I know Chicago is known for its meat, but I know that there are some areas. <laughs> <laughs> That's a drop. If there's any drop from this episode, <laughs> Chicago know. is known for their meat. There's a couple good ones of you guys. That's for sure. Oh, no. I need to stop talking. Um, Twitter is at cutting out early. Instagram is cutting out early dot podcast. If you want to send us an email, please do. Are, are you checking for, I'm going for one week and you take my job. Are you checking the email? Yeah, Alex? I checked the email. Cutting out early. <laughs> Dot podcast. <laughs> dot pod. <laughs> start cutting out early. Dot podcast at gmail.com. Um, I'm trying to see if there was anything else that we wanted to talk about today, but I think we pretty much covered it. Yeah, we're good. Anything else, gentlemen? Let's get the outro. Let's get out of here. We've been here enough. I know it's it's a longer show. It's gonna be a short show today, but we always say that. Not anymore. <laughs> We always know it's going to go long, which is fine. We love it. it, it it's, it's a lot of fun. We really do appreciate you guys um, tuning in and listening. Please rate us wherever you listen to your podcast. Tell your friends about it, but rate us and write a review because those help. Yes. And you know what's starting in 10 days is the NFL. So I think next week we should do a little fantasy football primer maybe. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe get a little preview on, uh, on the NFL. So if you're looking for, for some football content, Come right back, because we're going to have that for you. That's going to be big. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be very big. I'm pumped for the NFL, man. I'm big fantasy football guy. wait. So, yeah, email us. Our draft us. is coming up, too. Our draft is coming up. We'll have to talk about that next week, too. Oh, yes, absolutely. So, yeah, email us, cuttingoutearly.podcast at gmail.com. Instagram is cuttingoutearly.podcast. Twitter is at cuttingoutearly. Find us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Thank you for listening. Best stakes. Send them in. And we're, fantasy. And fantasy stuff. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you next week. See ya.